Latoya. Uh, uh, what's her name? It's Latoya. Ha 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 ha. What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? And welcome to the Analog Girl Podcast. This is your podcast for your thirty-somethings and your forty-somethings, and we're on a quest, y'all. We're on a quest to get our analog lives in this digital-driven world. And I really appreciate you guys listening. If this is your first time listening, welcome, welcome, welcome. And when you're done with this episode and only when you're done, I suggest you just go back and check out the other episodes. I talked to you about my experience with PTSD, anxiety, and depersonalization slash disassociation. Um, so you might enjoy those. Um, you might uh, relate to those episodes. Uh, I might be able to answer some questions for you even while you're listening. So go check them out when you're done with this episode. If this is not your first time, welcome back and thank you so much for sticking with your girl. I still am a work in progress. I am still trying to build analog girl to um, take it to the next level. So thank you so much for sticking with me. And guys, if you are listening on iTunes, I really, really need your help. If you can help your girl out, please rate, review, subscribe, um, and leave a nice comment, please. I would, that would really help me out. Um, I'm still, I'm just out here trying to do do some things with Analog Girls. So I just need y'all help. And if you're on SoundCloud, hit that follow button, hit the like button. It really helps your girl out. Um, yeah. So thank you. And if you have any um, ideas or um, any conversations that you would like to have on the show or you would like to hear on the show, rather, please email me. My email address is info, I-N-F-O at analoggirlpodcast.com. Again, that's info at I-N-F-O at analoggirlpodcast.com and reach out to me and I will get right back to you. Um, it's me answering my emails for right now. I ain't got no team. It's just me. So hit me up. Also, sign up for my um, email list because in the next couple of months, I'm telling you, I got some new things coming out. I'm going to have some resources for y'all. I'm just trying to make this a great experience. I'm trying to make the analog community someplace, a one-stop shop for y'all where y'all can come and get information and get the resources and the inspiration and the motivation that you need. So please head on over to my website, www.analoggirlwebs... I'm sorry, <laughs> analoggirlpodcast.com and sign up for my email my email list. There you will just put in your first and last name. I'm not going to spam y'all. I promise you, you won't be getting a whole bunch of emails. Just first and last name and your email address and you'll be in the know when it's time. Okay, so do that. Don't forget, all right, y'all? Just do that for me. Just one little thing. That's all I really need. That's all, just one little thing. Um, I'm trying to think if I forgot anything else. I think that's about it. Um, so let's just get into the check-in. So I hope you guys' anxiety levels are low to non-existent. And if they aren't, let's do a quick breathing exercise. Let's go in through the nose and hold it and breathe all that energy out, out through the mouth. Let's do it one more time in through the nose. Hold it. Stretch your neck while you're holding. And then breathe out all of that anxiety. And you can do a heavy or a light sigh when you're breathing out. <sighs> breathe out all that energy. Breathe out all that negative energy. Breathe out all that fear whatever you're feeling this morning. And you can just keep doing that while you're listening. If you start to feel anxious or you're feeling stressed, the deep breathing is really um, a quick remedy um, to calm you down immediately. So that's something that you can do, do while you're listening to me, child. All right. So as for my anxiety check-in, um, this week, um, I wouldn't say I was um, as anxious. Last week, I was a bit, I was very anxious last week. I don't know why. Um, I was just feeling very jumpy on the inside. So I, I tried to cope with it as best as I could. I was drinking a lot of tea last week. I haven't been in the gym. I got really lazy. 
and I haven't even been keeping up with my vitamins. So that's one, that is my fight. That's my fight with myself is the whole consistency of the gym and the vitamins. Like I, your girl still can't quite get that together. And it's like, I get into the anxious mode. I get into um, feeling depressed or, you know, worrying about what's going wrong in my life. And then I just kind of like give up for the moment, but then I just jump back into it. So I'm trying to push myself this week to, well, no, I'm not trying. I am pushing myself back into it this week to get back on the vitamins, get back into the gym um, and stop playing these daggone games. (laughs) So uh, that is uh, what, what I'm doing this week. Um, so in other news, um, I stepped out on fear. I stepped not on, not on fear. Ooh, the devil is a lie. I stepped out on faith this week and booked myself a solo trip to Jamaica for my birthday. I know it sounds crazy. I'm just don't know what I'm doing. Um, I like I've never been on a solo trip before, and of course, it's like you would decide the year that you go through all of this anxiety and all this to like go out on this solo trip, but I think it's something that I really need to do. And I think that, um, it's going to be a great growing experience for me. Um, a great bonding experience for myself so I can bond with myself and a learning experience for myself. Um, because, you know, in the beginning I was like, who could I get to come with me? Um, just trying to see who, you know, anybody who, anybody who I felt like would be a great fit to travel with me. I, I, you know, I would ask them and then it was like, you know, never, it never worked out. So it just seemed like I was supposed to be going alone. And so I booked the trip, y'all. I booked the trip and your girl is going there for her birthday. Okay. Um, and I don't want y'all to forget that this is a national holiday at November 13th. I don't want y'all to forget that that's the day that, um, we are to just celebrate all day long. You know, Latoya, we're just going to celebrate that. Okay, guys. So like, but don't worry, I'll, I'll keep reminding y'all. I I definitely will keep reminding y'all, but I am, I'm going to go on this solo trip and I'm excited about it. Um, and nervous at the same time. Cause I just want to make sure that I'm going to be safe. Um, but yeah, that is what I'm doing. So I'm just, a, it's just a pat on my back. That's, that's a pat on my back for, um, stepping out, out on faith and pushing fear aside, um, and not letting my anxieties and my anxiousness and my paranoia uh, to get me. And I just booked it. So I'm very excited to see how that trip is going to go. And I think it's going to be great. Um, and also, um, you know, this week, um, I had an epiphany and I was just like, you know what, I got to share this on, I got to share this in the anxiety check-in. Um, the other day I was, I was driving and I, you know, I, when you're driving, I normally, sometimes I usually listen to music, but a lot of times I'll just be driving in silence and it could be like a long a hour ride or two hour ride or whatever. <clears throat> and I will just be in silence. So my thoughts will just be racing, going different places. And I started to think about all the failures that I had in my life. And, um, then I just realized like, you know, I don't know if it was God, it must've been God speaking to me and telling me, you know, you're extremely too hard on yourself because you haven't even realized how far you've come since your first episode in March. Um, and then when I thought about it, I was like, you're right. Like, I'm just sitting here, um, saying, oh gosh, why am I so anxious? Why am I still feeling this way? But it's like, I have come, very far. I have made a lot of progress since the first, since March 1st, when things just went absolutely haywire with me mentally. Um, And that is a very um, important thing for us to do in our journey to recovery is that we should just celebrate the small uh, accomplishments. We should celebrate when we, the days that we do feel good because there, you know, it, recovery is up and down. And I always tell you guys that it's like a up and down, uh, experience. So you might have a great day for, or you might have a c- great couple of weeks and then another uh, one day will come and then you will go right back down to zero. And you cannot uh, get upset with yourself. You can't um, retreat and think think that you are you failed in some sort of way in recovery. That is not the case. Um, you've got to acknowledge 
the growth that you've made through the recovery and how far you've come from the beginning of whatever it is that you're going through. So that was something I wanted to share with you. And then also how um, I used to always say, I want to get back to normal. I want to get back to normal. Um, I want to just go back to the, and I, and I will always like kind of go back and try to recollect what the day was like the day before I went into the whole disassociation, depersonalization. And I would be like, gosh, I just want to get back to that girl, that that person who was had wasn't even thinking about this, had didn't have these intrusive thoughts, wasn't constantly questioning her existence or fearing death every five minutes. You know, um, I wanted to to just know who that girl was again. And and in another and then in another thought, I was just I kept saying, I want to go back to being normal. I want to go back to being normal. And in the recovery of anxiety, PTSD, depersonalization, depression, loneliness, whatever, whatever mental health issue you're going through, in the recovery process, we always want to get back to who we thought was normal or what we thought was normal. But in recovery, it's about creating a new normal. And that has that has just been my focal point is creating a new normal. So do I change my my diet? Do I start exercising? Am I taking my supplements on time like I'm supposed to be? Um, you know, am I meditating every, every morning? Am I learning about different alternatives for healing? What am I doing to create this new normal? So that is a one thing I want to challenge you guys is to create a new normal and stop putting so much pressure on trying to get back to what you thought was normal prior to you going through your mental health issues. Um, recovery is about creating new normals. So here's to us creating new normals, y'all. In today's Tales from the Anxiety Zone, um, listen, guys. I have, this is going to be something new that we're talking about. For some people, y'all might know about it actually, but um, for most, I'm thinking that this would be um, something new because it's uh, fairly new to me. I found it a couple of months ago and it's called EFT tapping, which stands for Emotional Freedom Technique Tapping. And it consists of you using about five to six points on your body that were used, are used for acupuncture. Acupuncture, I believe, and so you you hit those acupuncture points, and you say um, a sequence of sentences um, that help you to release a lot of negative energy. Um, uh, it helps you with fears, phobias, all kind of emotional uh, freedom issues that you have, and it's like it seems like it doesn't work. You'll be like, "What is this? What the hell?" But it really does work. And I'm telling you, I'm proof of it because I just started doing it. I've even done it for, um, I've done it for the congestion of the nose. And y'all, my, by the time I finished tapping on my pressure points and saying these sentences about congestion and nose and how I'm feeling and me accepting myself and loving myself, I, uh, by the time I was done, I did two rounds of point of tapping. My nose was clear and I'm not lying. And I would not lie to y'all. I'm trying to tell y'all straight up, this EFT tapping really does work. Um, now, what is it exactly? Uh, it is, it's not just acupuncture. Um, and it was created by this guy. I believe his name is Gary Craig. Um, and he was studying uh, Chinese medicine. And he found with the acupuncture, how people were, they were using it to cure phobias that he could also do it. You can also do it on yourself without people doing the needles or anything like that. So he simplified the method of doing the acupuncture and he simplified it into call into something called EFT, which is the emotional freedom techniques. Um, so EFT is what I'll be saying and what you'll be hearing, um, me and my guest Gail May saying during the interview. So Gail is someone I found. She is a practitioner, um, and a trainer of EFT tapping. And, um, she found it, she was going through therapy and a lot of stuff and had a, you know, a pretty rough childhood growing up. And she was trying to find the best way to, you know, cure herself. And she found it through EFT tapping, which was dope. So Gail used to be a ballerina. She was on Broadway. Um, 
And she was just, uh, she was very successful, but still never, she was never still really happy. Um, and she realized that she had to figure out what these voids were in her life. And she found out what it was through EFT tapping. So, um, yeah, so Gail sits down. She's having a conversation with me. I hope that it's it I hope it's enlightening for you guys and I I really want you guys to, to to listen all the way through. Check out the links that I'm I've left in the description box. Go read up on it. Look, check out the links that'll show you. I'm going to give you a graph of what your tapping points are and even yo, like go on YouTube and start looking it up and researching it because I'm telling you this might really really help. And also, Gail is in New York City, so if you guys are in the NYC area and you want to um have a free coaching session, uh, not a free, it's a free consultation um session with her. You can do that, and I'm going to leave her information in the in the description box. Um, you can have a free consultation with her. She will tell you, you know, she'll give you the history of what EFT is and how it can help you. Now, we're not saying that it's going to cure everything, every ailment in your body, but it just might. I'm not sure. I don't know. But for the majority of people who have um, emotional freedom issues and, and need to free up a lot of energy that has to do with anxiety, depression, loneliness, uh, PTSD, those type of things, I really think that this is a, a safe and quick alternative um, to helping. So let's just get into the conversation with Gail. Toya D., who was living a life of complete and utter trash, y'all, spending money frivolously on clothes, food, and bottles of wine that could be finished in one setting alone, ghosting Sally Mae and never paying a bill, y'all, going back and forth in relationships that were called situationships, a what? Going from one dead-end job to another, struggling with racial and social anxieties in the workplace. Nature finally took its course. On March 1st, Toya D woke up in an apparent dream world to which she calls the urban matrix and was left to figure out the true meaning of life and human existence. Join the journey on the quest to live fabulously, shamelessly, bold, and fearless and confident with mental health in the anxiety zone. Okay. Thank you so much for handling all of that. <laughs> Going through all of the uh, technical difficulties. And thank you so much for joining Analog Girl Podcast. Um, I'm super excited to talk to you because I've been like researching and reading all weekend. And uh-huh. I actually started a course. I don't know. If I told you I had started a course on EFT tapping. Um, and that's how I found you. So I've just been totally obsessed with it <laughs> and um and then in reading your bio it just I just connected to you like it was like oh my gosh she understands exactly what I mean because you had there was something in your bio where you were saying how um religion somehow kind of distorted, distorted. The, the the purpose of God and why and, and, yeah. and how, we, how we're supposed to even access him it's like religion has has distorted it and I've been talking about that. I actually talked about that in my first episode on Analog Girl, how um, I struggle with learning how to love myself and love God because of really? God and religion. Yeah. Really? So when I read that. I was like, shoot, that's totally where I was with that. So mm-hmm. that's what drew me to you. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess that's how the, the, the universe works. And I found you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just so happy to find you. So uh, welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here and to speak with you. Thank you so much. So let's, we'll just get right on into it. So um, I guess you can tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how you uh, stumbled upon EFT tapping. Okay. Okay. So when, um, so a little bit about myself. So I originally... Um, I grew up in Australia. I was born here, but I grew up in Australia. And um, I was a ballerina with the Australian Ballet Company, and, uh, which I, I absolutely loved. Um, and then from there, I ended up um, leaving the ballet and coming here to America, to New York. And I was on Broadway, did some Broadway shows. Um, the reason I got into the tapping was... Um, 
I'd had a lot of abuse as a child and ballet saved me actually. I was just so grateful to have had an amazing ballet teacher and um, that really helped me. But the abuse was such that I had buried it mm. and just kept going. And, and when you're young, you have a lot of energy and a lot of, um, you know, get go. And, and I had a lot of ambition really to overcome wow. what I grew up with. Mm -hmm. And I always felt that I actually felt like I had a mission and that I was to let people know that anything is possible with God and that they were valuable you know, beyond measure to God. Yes. And I think I, I had that belief because I never felt valuable. In fact, I felt rotten to the core of my being, although I didn't really know it until later on when I was on Broadway, when I was struggling with success. Mm. But I knew that I had gone to um, some therapy. I tried every therapy you can imagine. And the talk therapy just drove me crazy because um, I knew my story back the front, but nobody was helping me to change that story. And, um, and so um, I, somebody had told me, I, I remember thinking I was just going to be emotionally handicapped. Yeah. And um, so I did... Um, I, I wasn't brought up religiously, but I had gone to church when I was, to Sunday school when I was very little. And I absolutely loved it. And I, they taught me the Lord's Prayer there. And I would say it at night. I actually heard from God when I was very young. Mm -hmm. I heard his voice, not through my ears, but through my whole body. And um, so I always was searching. And then... Um, I became Catholic when, we, when I got married, and I really, really um, searched God in the, in the saints, and I studied it, I studied it, I really went in full force and read about the saints and the mystics, and I really learned a lot. And then um, I, had, I had five kids, by the way. So when my youngest was 10, I thought, oh, I'd like to go back to performing, let me, let me see it. About this so when I started to um, audition I had it was ter I was absolutely terrified all over again and so I so I thought oh I thought I had this handled now what happened is actually I went to an acting workshop and the teacher had said at the end of the workshop okay so tell us you know that the people in the workshop you know two or three things you've never told anyone before and I said um, okay, I, I thought I had this handled. I said, well, um, you know, my father sexually abused me the time, all the time I was growing up. And as I said that, you know, people in the audience kind of gasped, put their hands up to their face, like, oh, that's yeah. shocking. Mm -hmm. And I got really emotional. And I thought, oh, I thought I had this handled, but I hadn't. All I'd done was pushed it down. Yeah. And I realized at that time that I needed to do more work. So I thought, okay, what work? I've tried everything I could think of. And that's when someone told me about EFT. And when I started to tap on my own, or it's like a whole well just opened up in me and of so much emotion and pain that I, I couldn't handle it. So I went to two practitioners here in New York and neither of them could handle it. They weren't really trained in, in trauma, I don't think. So and when you say can't handle it, like you couldn't physically um, handle it? Or you mean like emotionally you, you were? When I did it on my own, you mean? Mm -hmm. No, it was just so much, so much um, emotional. What happens with EFT, it's, it's, it's when we start to tap, it can open up things that are buried. And unless you know how to deal with trauma, mm -hmm. you know, if it's just little, if it's not big, big trauma, we can handle it. But if it's heavy trauma, like it was for me, with yeah. sexual abuse and, and other things, yeah. then um, you need somebody who knows what they're doing. Got it. 
So um, the two people that I worked with didn't. And then some, somebody had told me, and I remember thinking, oh, somebody had told me about matrix re-imprinting, which is the, one of the other things I do. And matrix re-imprinting is where you can go back to a memory and actually change the memory. Now, we can't change history, of course, but we can change the beliefs we got about life and the beliefs we got about ourselves at the time of a traumatic memory. Right. And I really love that idea. And so I ended up, nobody was doing matrix re-imprinting in New York City. And it it was newly developed. So I ended up going down and getting trained in it. And, and as I was, was getting trained, I thought, oh, this is right up my alley. Mm-hmm. I could be really good at doing this, and I would love to do this to learn more about it. So when I took that training, I realized I would have to take the EFT training because it's just a, another aspect of EFT. Mm-hmm. And... I would have to take the EFT training because I'd have to be able to deal with people with trauma. Yeah. I'd have to know how to do that and how to handle that. So as I got into this work and doing, you know, EFT, doing matrix re-imprinting, I just absolutely loved it and felt like I could, um, you know, that I was really helping people. So then I, I, that's how I got into it. And that's why I do what I do now. And then, of course, I've done a lot of other trainings as well. So I've added them to my work. But the basis is the tapping, which mm-hmm. works so uh, brilliantly on calming the um, trauma and the, the um, fear, flight, freeze response. Okay. So... Um, what is so I was, that was leading into my next question, what is, which is um, what is an EFT practitioner? So does that mean it's a, are you on a, on a along the lines of a therapist um, no. or is the practitioner just someone who guides you through? So if you can just explain that to us, what exactly. Okay. That so there are many um, psychologists and um, uh you know, social workers who learn EFT because mm-hmm. it's so effective. Many of them are trained in it and can do that. Okay. I am not trained as a psychologist or a licensed clinical social worker. I did not, ch- I chose not to go that route. Okay. Um, and so a practitioner is someone who needs to have done certain training to receive that certification. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, so, and then what exactly is EFT tapping? Because, um, when I found out about it, I was like, wait a minute, is this demonic? I don't like, (laughs) and it just comes from my church upbringing. And I know I explained to you before, like uh, both my parents were pastors, me growing up. So I'm like an original church and preacher's kid. And I was like, is does this mean like, I need to know if this has anything to do with Jesus. Like, I'm just always about that. So, um, you know, in researching it, and I realized um, also in the black community, I don't feel like that is something that is like well known for us because in, anybody I mentioned it to, they like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it looks weird. Yeah. It sounds weird. Yeah. Girl, yeah. <laughs> go to the therapist. So if you could just explain what it is um, for us. So, um, okay. It's sometimes called energy psychology. Okay. Well, we basically, it's not demonic, mm-hmm. just letting you know. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing it if it was. Um, so what happened, it, it actually, well, what happens with trauma, and I, I just want to talk about trauma, because you can have a really great upbringing and still have some little bits of trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody, nobody is free from something. Mm-hmm. And what happens at that, at that time is there's actually a block in our energy flow. So um, it was, so there was a a psychologist called Dr. Roger Callahan in San Francisco, who um, developed something called um, thought field therapy. And he developed it because he was um, having struggles with uh, his patients who had phobias, couldn't break through and couldn't help them. And so he, he was looking and searching 
he had studied a little kinesiology, which was um, in a sense muscle testing, mm -hmm. and he'd, he'd done work in that realm. He'd also studied the 6,000 year old um, uh, Eastern energy system, mm -hmm. which is what you might do when you get acupuncture or acupressure, okay. which is just pressuring at the ends of the energy meridian points on the body. So we, we are energy we do have you know that energy flow and so he thought well maybe if i just tapped on certain of those endpoint meridian points um you know this and and you know and talk about the phobia that they would get breakthrough and they did this one woman mary had a terrible water phobia and of course she got that from some reason there was some reason why she got this phobia but at but anyway, she didn't, she wanted breakthrough and she couldn't even bathe her kids. That's how bad it was. Yeah. So um, he, he developed this thought field therapy, which was tapping on these certain meridian points. And I guess talking about the problem, Gary Craig, who developed EFT, studied with um, Dr. Callahan and he had discovered that if you tap on the same point. So Dr. Callahan's um, algorithms for certain phobias and so certain issues was very complicated. Mm -hmm. Gary discovered that if you just tap on the EFT points that we're doing that, that we do now and you do, um, and everybody taps on the same points, no matter what issue you have, uh, they get the same results. So that's how EFT started. Okay. Makes sense. It makes sense. So what I was just thinking, um, so is it the same point as in, like when you go to an acupuncturist? Um, sometimes they sometimes. use a lot, they use a lot more points than we use for EFT. Okay. Okay. So we just use some on the hands and the, and the bot and the upper body, Right. but they use them, you know, points all over. All over. Okay. Okay. Um, so what is, so as far as helping you with emotional, um, triggers, pains, trauma, um, overall, what can, what, like, what does EFT help you with? And sometimes can it even cure, um, what you're going through? You mean, uh, diseases or what? Well, I mean, I guess more so on the emotional side. So does it like, would it be able to cure your PTSD um, would it be able to cure my anxiety the longer I do it? Or is this more so of a coping mechanism? That's a good question. Um, people have, I know people that have overcome chronic fatigue syndrome by tapping. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there's a lot of stories like that. Okay. Um, I think everybody is different. Every, who you work with makes a difference. I blend EFT with matrix re-imprinting. I also blend it with IFS internal family systems, which is a therapeutic model, um, which is brilliant also. Mm -hmm. And, and it's sometimes called parts work. I also bring in spirituality. Mm -hmm. So if I'm working with you who probably loves Jesus or loves the Holy Spirit, loves Father God, mm -hmm. then I'm, we're going we're gonna to bring in Jesus and, you know, we're going to use that. And depending on where my clients are in their relationship with God, I work with where they're at. Okay. I think that part, that's part of our healing. This is, my, this is where I'm coming from. I know that there are practitioners out there that don't have that same, uh, I would say, niche that I have mm -hmm. in that. But when I'm, um, that people have broken through and gotten freedom because I blend it all together. And I truly believe that Jesus brought me to these particular techniques for a reason, for a purpose. Okay. And um, we can pray for someone and they can get healed immediately. That's, we've see, I've seen that. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there, you know, that people get breakthrough when they work with me, you know, and again, it depends on how open they are, how, how, 
you know, how much they might, might work on themselves in between yeah. sessions, how open they are to um, allowing God to move in their life and to surrender mm-hmm. their worry and to, you know, it's, it's, um, I've definitely seen people get amazing breakthrough. Okay. Um, so, and uh, that just led me off topic for a minute because is it a form of hypnosis, would you say, um, that where you have to, like, usually, like, when those manifestation or sleep hypnosis, they tell you you have to, like, really surrender and believe exactly, like, believe the things that you're saying. Because sometimes it's hard for me to even believe the affirmations I'm saying. So I'm wondering if you have to get that feeling um, when you uh, say surrender. And surrender to God. Oh. God's will in your life. Um, okay. So it's so tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, when, when, when we get beliefs about life early on, and also the other thing is that beliefs are passed down through the generations as well. Right. You know, so good and bad. Mm-hmm. Both. So, um, you, you know, it's not hypnosis. You know, I, I have, um, What's so, okay, so what's so good about tapping is it calms that fear, flight, freeze response that we have. So if you have fears when you go out, okay, so maybe people are afraid that they get claustrophobic in the subway. Yeah. They might um, be afraid to fly. You know, you might not like crowds. Uh, you know, it's the, we have certain fears in life. But they came about for a reason. Yes. And that's what's always so interesting to me is that once we start tapping, a memory might come up. Once we get into the motion, a lot, a lot of people are in their head most of the time. Okay. And if you'll notice that when you're talking to yourself, you know, you're going back and forth. You're saying, oh, you might say, oh, I can't believe I did that. That was so stupid. Mm-hmm. And then you'll say, well, no, I shouldn't say I'm stupid or I shouldn't be angry at that person. I should be this way. And so we're going back and forth. Um, but there's a reason why we get triggered and, and we get anxious. And so in EFT, we, we're going to start to work on the negative. Okay. It's like we can't. So I might ask you what your what your um, level of intensity is say you're angry at someone it might be a nine and we start to tap we're going to tap on the negative and we're going to tap on the negative until it gets to a four or below because your system won't allow anything positive in until uh-huh. it's down to a four or below and the reason that is is because when you got that belief whatever it was or that that's maybe buried deep down Mm -hmm. um for some reason and often it's the wrong reason you believe that that was a way to keep you safe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if even if it was misguided many of these beliefs we have are misguided but that's how we go in there and we help you to to change those, but we have to tap on the negative first before we can bring in the positive. And that's why you might say affirmations and not believe them. Right. Because your system's going not safe, not safe, not safe. Right. Which I think a lot of people struggle with because it's like, you know, you can tell me to read affirmations all day long and (laughs) and I'll have them on my wall and I'm looking at them. I'm looking at them right now. And sometimes it just, well, most of the time it just doesn't resonate, but I just continue to keep saying them in hopes that one day, you know, I will feel what I'm saying. Um, And, and then, and there's something to be said with that. If you persist long enough, mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I can only, I look to myself and how, you know, affirmations never worked for me because I had so many, you know, negative beliefs deep down about about who i was so but um this is where god was so important for me Mm -hmm. so important for me because knowing that jesus had died that somebody had died on the cross for me that jesus had died on the cross for me 
made me say, well, there must be some worth in me. And I was going to go find that. Yeah. How? So, um, um, so it was important for me to have that connection that, that there was love there for me. Yeah. Somebody loved me. And so I can believe Jesus when I might not even believe myself. Mm-hmm. So I can get af- biblical affirmations about who God says I am. Mm-hmm. And I can believe those and I can say them over and over again because I trust God more than I trust myself. Does right. That yes. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so the, what I loved about the EFT tapping was that it was just very liberating. Um, and it, my first go round, it was, I didn't have any, um, I don't feel like I had blocks when I was doing it. Um, maybe because I was just so open and just so anxious to like get to the bottom or figure out a way for me to get to the bottom of a lot of my traumas. Um, but I do attribute going to therapy for finding out what those traumas were or what those limiting beliefs were or are. Um, do you think that you have to get to that point first before you tap or can you tap to figure out what the triggers are, what the traumas are? Cause some people don't necessarily know that there's certain things in their life that can be, that are traumatic, that were traumatic to them. And that's why they're at where they're at. Um, well, it's just, it's just a, then you're just working on a block, you're working on you know, I mean, we all get blocked. For one reason or another, you know, we can procrastinate, we can uh, be stuck in a job we don't like and we want to get out, but we just don't know how to get out. We're just stuck, um, you know, and, and a lot of people live in their head and they don't even, you know, go as far as even getting into their emotions too much. Um, it, you know, it, it, works, it works with everyone where they're at. And, um, they, you know, they get breakthrough in, in, you know, yeah, they, I mean, I, I think that once you start tapping, you get, you get in there pretty fast. Yeah. And you start and, to figure it out. Yeah. And you go, oh, wow. You know, some people will say, I can't believe this memory came up. I didn't think it was a big deal. And it, you know, it wasn't like earth shattering, but, but some, some, something in that memory made them react in a certain way, maybe get a belief in a certain way that it wasn't safe to do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that happened to me um, just to share real quick, because I was trying, I have had jobs numerous times, but either um, I quit the job um, or I was always getting fired or getting laid off. And it was like, I never was able to be like my friends who have these like long-term jobs or like these, their fulfilling careers. Like it, for me, like that wasn't ever clicking. And it's till this day, like till, till this year, actually, um, the battle that I had with anxiety caused me not to be able to perform at all in the job that I was in. And I ultimately lost the position. Um, so I had to start figuring out like, what is it that every time I get to, and it was just like, I got to the point of realizing it's loss and it's grief that I haven't dealt with um, for so many years. And it was just like, not even like only, not even just death, but like just of friendships, of family relationships, of homes, cars. Like I mm-hmm. suffer with so much grief and loss and tapping was what helped me to start kind of releasing that. Um, so good. Yeah, in a sense. So that's why I'm just like, so want to just tell everybody about things <laughs> happening now. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. So it did help me out with that. Um, so, I mean, we already, because I had a question to talk to, can you speak to the people who might have the suspicions of spirituality and tapping and maybe how you um, incorporate it? But I know you just said, like, you start to you focus on the finding finding how finding the love that Jesus had for you in order to start building the love for yourself kind of thing. Um, but you know, people still have suspicions as far as like when I was talking to my friend, she did think it was hypnosis. Um, even if you are, um, incorporating spirituality into it, 
um, well, it's not hypnosis because yeah. hypnosis is something completely different. I oh. mean, yeah, you're in complete control. So nobody's, nobody's doing anything to you. You're the one tapping. Okay. And so do you, do you feel like there's a lot of energy given off once you do start doing the tapping to the point that, like you said, you might, even if you, if you don't, because some people might not be able to afford to go to practitioner and they start doing the tapping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, do you think that that would be them to keep doing it or it's necessary to have a practitioner help you oh. depending on how big the situation is? Because sometimes it does, you start to give off so much energy and then you don't know what to do with all of that. I know. I know. So, um, well, you can definitely tap on your own. And I, you know, if something is like for me, how it was, I just stopped tapping when, when it, all of this stuff came up, but um, you know, and I did, I tried to go with someone else, but I think, but again, I think because I'd had my issue of sexual abuse and I had also my, he, he was the nicer parent. So I think that, um, that that's not usual, you know, although that happens a lot in the world, it's not the usual, but um, so not everyone would have that experience that I had, but um, you can, of course, tap. I mean, I have meetups mm -hmm. that people come and some people have gotten breakthroughs through just coming to a meetup where we all tap and we all tap together and we do something called borrow, borrowing benefits. So for instance, if you came and, and there were another six people, and you had an issue you wanted to tap on, we'd all tap on your issue, but we would have our own issue in our mind mm -hmm. when we're tapping and we would get break, we would get our issue would go down. Mm -hmm. So I usually, if I only have X, you know, eight people in two hours, I can usually get to most people mm -hmm. and do a little tapping on their particular issue. Again, if it's, a, if it's a deep issue, it's hard in, in that kind of a situation. But it, the wonderful thing about a meetup is that you learn how to tap. You learn what it feels like. And then you can go from there. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I sometimes give scholarships to people. And there are other EFT practitioners here or that people can work with online. Mm -hmm. Like I'm talking to you, I work with my clients online, so we can do that. Um, they, there are other people that um, maybe at different prices. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. That's great. Um, so for me, one of the questions I had all the time was, how do you know that EFT is working? In the very beginning, I was like, how do I know this is working? Like I might have did it and you know, cried or something and had, but then I'm like, how do I know that this belief is gone? Or how do I know that this is really working for me? Um, what well, you how did you test it? You, 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 don't, you can't tell? Um, so I know that I, I, I released some, but I'm still, I still struggle though, because I'm still, uh, uh, my anxiety was severe, like to the point of dissociation. So mm -hmm. like, I am still, in the middle of that, yeah, I do feel yeah. some sort of relief, but like sometimes I'm like, is this working? Like I'm not sure. Like did this work? But you know, and if I'm in my car and I'm driving, I start to feel a little panicky. I'll start, yeah. to, I'll start to tap under my eye just because that's the best place for me. It's like that's the most um, relief. I get a lot of feeling of relief from under the eye. So I guess that would kind of I guess I can say that that kind of help tells me that it's working but sometimes I'm still like with the anxiety like is it working is it working is it working so I was just wondering if there's like you know specific things that you you felt when you noticed that okay yeah this is definitely working um I just know from my clients that uh um for, for instance, you know, I might have someone who's, you know, afraid to speak in front of a other, you know, get up and talk and um, be heard by a lot of people at work. 
-hmm. And after tapping, they find that they're more comfortable in their own skin, not so afraid when they go and speak. And um, gosh, uh, in relationships, perhaps someone that's had bad relationships and they keep picking the wrong, you know, um, partner, you know, um, boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever, and they, they they just get their heart broken. The same, you know, it's, there's a pattern okay. to that. And um, so, after working with me, that changes. You know, they, it's it's different. Um, so, I think you can tell by just the results in your life. You know, if you just feel more comfortable, wherever you go, um, more happier in your skin, more confident, more free. Yeah. Um, so with the points, I had a quick question for people who are doing it now, which was a lot of, that was also one of the questions. It's usually uh, top of the head or either here or here, mm -hmm. uh, under the eye, under the nose, the chin. Um, does it matter if you which side you tap on or should you can you do both or should you be doing one at a time we usually start on the karate chop point okay did you know that mm -hmm. yeah so we usually do a setup phrase on the karate chop point okay and that's just to to bring your focus into what the issue is and where that you might be feeling that pain or that um, fear, the anxiety, where's the anxiety? Is it in your chest? Is it in your stomach? And just rating it, what it is between one and 10. And we usually do that set up on the karate chop point. Okay. And we usually use, um, we can use two fingers, you know, uh, you, in, you can use all your fingers on the top of the head okay. um, on the karate chop point. And so we usually do the setup phrase on the karate chop point. And, you know, that's the side of the hand, the fleshy part of the hand when you're cutting a board in karate. And then the top of the head, we can use both hands or one hand. You can use the same with the eyebrow point and the side of the eye and under the eye and under the nose. Of course, that's one hand. So most of the points you can do both hands or one hand. It doesn't matter. It still works. And both sides. You can do one side. It still okay. works. Okay. Um, yeah, because I start to think like, oh gosh, she said use two fingers. What if, if I use one finger, it's not going to work? Or, no. You know, like, you know, <laughs> EFT, EFT, well, you said that under the eye works so well for you. Yeah, well, that's great. So mm -hmm. some people have, uh, some people like the collarbone point. And it, it doesn't matter if that works, do what works. Okay. And so how do you come up with the acceptance phrases when you're working with the clients? Do you have the clients um, make them up? Like, should we now be going back into, well, obviously we go back into what our traumas are, but um, I'm just, I guess what I'm thinking is like, I wouldn't hate to be creating acceptance um, phrases that uh, might be working against me. Okay. Well, just firstly about trauma. I know I mentioned trauma a lot, but what I, what I want to say is that when we're tapping, and especially at home, you don't have to tap on trauma. Okay. You can just tap on the physical, on how you feel physically now in this moment. Okay. You don't even have to worry about going back. If it comes up, okay, it comes up. But to keep any, yourself safe, in a safe place, you can just tap on, on the physical issues that you're, that you're experiencing now. Like, for instance, a panic attack. Right. So okay. you can just, you know, tap on that okay. and, and stay present. And it'll calm down that phys physiological response your body's going through, which is, you know, that um, fear, flight, freeze response. Okay. Okay. And... Um, yeah, I still didn't answer your question, though, about the um, positive phrases. What was the... Yeah, the it, they call them acceptance phrases. Acceptance phrase. Okay. Um, you know, like in, in, in my reading, I can see like there's a lot of like you build these phrases like, so I complete, I love myself completely or mm -hmm. um, I uh, love and accept myself, those type mm -hmm. of phrases. Um, 
And I was just want I know for me, my anxiety will make me think that <laughs> I'm like creating the wrong um, phrases that might work against me. You know what I mean? So it's like some people might be like, I don't want to have panic attacks anymore. So they can start tapping on that. Whereas, well, sometimes people say the more you say you don't want anything, the more it will come <laughs> trying to kind yeah. of. Yeah. So, so um, I, I think the simpler, the better. So mm -hmm. for instance, you might say I have, uh, you know, I'm having this panic attack and I feel it in my chest and I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. And even though these things are going on, I, I accept myself anyway. Mm, okay. This is or you could say, I love and accept myself anyway. Mm -hmm. um, um, and even though it's hard to breathe and I, you know, I'm so afraid, um, I'm, I'm okay. I'm here. You could say my feet are planted firmly on the ground. I'm looking around me and I can see the beautiful painting on the wall and I'm all right. It's as yeah, simple yeah. as that. Does that make sense? Yes, very much so. And so in looking at you tapping, there was another thing that I saw where it was saying, tap seven times. So, mm -hmm. I, <laughs> so, I, would <laughs> so I would tap seven times and be like, oh God, did I do eight? Like I can't, you know, like, or should I keep tapping? Can I keep tapping? Yeah, you know, it's a very, EFT is such a forgiving technique. It's, it's, um, you can't really, you can't really make a mistake. You know, it's just very forgiving. So I, you just, it says five to seven times. That's just a, a ballpark figure. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I'll stay on the karate chop point a long time with, with some clients because I want them just to focus in and just be in what, with what's going on mm -hmm. before I move on. But, you know, it's completely a little bit intuitive mm -hmm. the way, again, I, I kind of let God work through me. Yeah. And um, so, yes, be very accepting and loving of yourself. I mean, you know, this, I think God is just so happy you're doing this so that you can't go wrong. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say something. Oh, oh um, remembering the sequences um, is that important um, as far as like starting with the top of your head and then, or just start starting with the karate chop um, and then working with your points on the top of your head, eyes, nose. And also, um, do you have any tips on how to remember your, uh, the sequence or remember the spot, the tapping spot? Well, you know, if you're trying to remember the sequence, just put it in front of you, you know, with the knowing when, you know, that starting, you know, the top of the head, the eyebrow, the side of the eye, under the, under the eye and the nose and the chin and just seeing it that way. You know, there is a, there, we don't have to start at the karate chop point. If you're in the middle of a panic attack, you just tap anywhere. Just start tapping. Uh, you don't have to do. Um, you don't have to do the setup phrase. You just to start tapping. I mean, then there's there's another. There's certain techniques that we learn. Ones tell the story where someone you might be just you know, so upset, maybe you had a car accident, you're so upset and you just want to tell me, oh my gosh, this, somebody ran into the back of me, I was so upset, I was so angry, I, I couldn't believe it, now this has happened and blah, blah, blah. And you just tap as you're telling the story. Yeah. You watch your, everything calm down as you're tapping. So um, you just go right in there and tell, just like you would call a friend on the phone. And do you, and you can talk, you can say it out loud or you can say it to yourself, correct? Um, I think saying it out loud actually works better. Okay. And, you know, if you're in your car and you need to just, well, you were in New York, you know, nobody cares, you know, but um, it, I think talking it out loud is better. Mm -hmm. It just helps. And, um, but if you can't, and you're at work and you have to be quiet, then that's fine too. Cool. I mean, I just, I'm just so enthralled. I love it. And I'm just going to delve right into it um, as much as I can. I'm also going to utilize my 20 minute 
um, free consultation with you so that I can yeah. um, explore this more. Um, and I just, I'm, I thank you so, so, so much for um, talking to me today about it. Because I just really think that this is going to open the eyes for a lot of people. Especially this is a lot of people who write in who are looking for ways to, um, to relieve themselves of a lot of stuff. And I just think that this CFT tapping is one of them. Um, so I just thank you so much for that. And I'm going to put all your information in the, in the description box for people to reach out to you for the 20 minute um, consultation. Okay. Um, and also, you know, I, I did want to talk to you further, hopefully in the future, because I'm feeling, I feel like there is a connection, excuse me, <clears throat> with um, healing, um, I guess, what, what can I call it? Because I went to a play called Mayapa. And I learned about how going back into lineage and learning about the middle past and how the middle passage and how a lot of those generational curses, a lot of those generational traumas are right. still affecting um, the black community. And I really, really want to delve into that and maybe even um, inspire a meetup for uh, people of color to be able to tap on those um, things, on those traumas. So I definitely still want to keep in touch and talk with you yep. about that because I really, really in my heart am feeling like that, like I'm feeling like that is definitely something that is needed um, for us because um, a lot of that is blocking. A lot of that is blocking uh, people and they, they have no clue that it yep. is. Yeah, so, that's great. Mm -hmm. so I, I, and before I go too, I want to mention that on my website, there's a book, EFT for Christians. Mm -hmm. And it was written by Sherry Rice Smith. And um, she's in the Midwest. She's written a, a few books. She even has, I think, some declarations that, uh, that you can do with EFT. Okay. Um, she, one of the books was co-written by Charity Kiem, I think it's Kiemba Verkler, Mark Verkler's. Um, daughter charity um, who has a doctor in a doctorate in um, ministry okay and um, and actually if you go on to um, I think it's Christian Leadership University Mark Merkler and he has a whole a page about EFT okay and he's wonderful so anyone that has questions about EFT as far as Christianity is concerned could go to that page and also read Sherry's books. So one of the books is on my website. I have resources. What's your, on my, what's your website? Just for everybody. Um, it's reach your full potential nyc.com. Okay. And, and on there, there's a resources tab and there's a lot of books and it has that one on, on EFT and Christianity. Christianity so okay that would be great I'm gonna send that to my mom because she just thinks everything's demonic so I'm gonna make her read all of that so she can get off my back about this um, <laughs> so I um thank you so much again um it's been really great and I and I look forward to uh working with you in the future okay super and also building on the meetup so and also mm -hmm. so you did say you might have a meetup this month uh, October, October, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to figure out the dates because I know I have to do a bit of traveling, but um, I'm, I'm hoping to. And if um, someone wanted to, to uh, participate in your meetups in the future, they can find that information on your website too as well? Yes, absolutely. And, okay. and also on Meetup. If they look up for EFT New York City, I'm in there. I have one group for performing artists and one okay. for... Um, just anyone that wants to come, I, I oftentimes put them together because it doesn't matter what issue it is they're tapping on. We're all the same. Okay. Um, and you're just under EFT Meetup on meetup.com. Yeah, I'm usually, if you look up EFT New York City, you'll find me. Great. Okay. Thank okay. you so much, Gail. I really appreciate it. I'll be you're in welcome. touch with you. And, I, and I'll also just send you, um, I'll be putting all your information in the description box, but I'll just send it out to you. So you Great. can send it out to you as well. Great. So awesome to talk to you. Great. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. 
As promised, every week I will leave you guys with affirmations to say during the week to motivate you. And since I talked about how um, I am not doing the best with being consistent and self-disciplined, I figured we'd do some um, affirmations about that this week because I kind of got the feeling that I'm not the only one that's out here, you know, just trying their very best to stay consistent and um, have some self-discipline. So here goes. Um, The first one is self-discipline comes naturally to me. Self-discipline comes naturally to me. I find it easy to maintain focus and work through difficult projects. I find it easy to maintain focus and work through difficult projects. Self-control feels effortless and natural. Self-control feels effortless and natural. I'm the kind of person who can who just doesn't stop until I reach my goal. I'm the kind of person who just doesn't stop until I reach my goal. Having control over my impulses is easy. Having control over my impulses is easy. Making a plan, working hard, and seeing it through until the end is just what I do. Making a plan, working hard, and seeing it through until the end is just what I do. That last one I'm going to have to say every day this week, y'all. Um, I hope you guys use your affirmations like I'm using them and that they help you out. And I really hope you enjoyed the interview. Um, if you if it, if it you feel like you want some more information, if you didn't get enough because I might not have asked the right questions, um, hit me up. Uh, my email is info at analoggirlpodcast.com. I will try to answer as, much, as many questions as I can if you have them. Um, And I've left a lot of um, information on EFT tapping and links for you guys in the description box for you to go ahead on and research for yourself and see if this is something for you. Also, you can also slide in them DMs and um, don't slide in the DMs asking for dates or none of that stuff. You can slide in them DMs for encouragement or if you have any questions about this particular episode, hit me up. It's Toya D's World, T-O-Y-A-D-E-E-Z World. um, And that's on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, guys, let me know if you have any questions. All right. It's been great talking to y'all. I ain't going to hold y'all and ain't going to let y'all hold me. Bye.